Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. You made me watch Why'd you make me watch this? You made me watch something I didn't like Next time we'll watch something I like But I can't believe you made me watch My name is Allison Bobbitt And I'm here with my husband, Mike Bobbitt You're mad at me. I can hear it in the tone of your voice And mm-hmm. we haven't even... <sighs> I'm still dealing with my feelings Because you made me watch The Road Yes, which is a light road comedy. It is not. It's a father and son road comedy. I so told you it it's is practically a remake of National Lampoon's I'm going to actually murder you. I'm actually, you're going to die. I'll bury you in the yard. I'm so mad at you for making me watch this movie. It's a good movie, but I did not like it. I can recognize that it's a phenomenal movie. I, can, I know, but okay. I didn't enjoy a single second of that movie. You didn't enjoy a single second of it? No, because it was the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. What about that scene where the boy drinks a Coke and then burps immediately? That was hilarious. That was literally the only nice part of the movie. The entire rest of it was, hey, son, if the cannibals get you, here's how you shoot yourself in the head to make sure you die. Uh Uh-huh. Or... Hey, be quiet while I point this gun directly at your forehead, just in case the cannibals get in. Yeah, because, no, the cannibals would have tortured him and killed him slowly. Like, they showed the one I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, no, he was being a good dad. Yeah. It was like a how-to guide. I fucking hate you so much right now. I'm so mad. I can't believe you made me watch that movie. And then Robert Duvall, as the old man, has that funny line where he's like, how old are you? And he's like, 90. And he's like, are you really? Or is that what you tell people to, you know, keep from beating you up? And he's like, you know, does it work? And he's like, nope, not really. Like, hilarious. I don't know what you're doing. If you're trying to keep me from sobbing uncontrollably again, because that's what happened. At the end of this movie, you were trying to crack jokes because you knew I was crying. And I told you to stop. I said, like, you can't talk to me. Garrett Dillahunt is in it, and he was on that sitcom Raising Hope. It does not matter. And the reason I chose this was because Michael K. Williams is in it, and he was on Community. Michael K. Williams was in it, and his story was also tragic because he's literally just a guy by himself who, yes, stole all their shit, but then Viggo Mortensen is like, give us our shit back and he's like okay and then Viggo Mortensen is also like also give me all of your clothes I'm gonna leave you here naked and alone to die Mm -hmm. and then that's the last time you see him is just crying 
near a beach naked. Yeah, but the acting was good. The acting was good and everyone was good in it. I'm not debating that. I'm just, I'm so mad at you for making me watch this movie. Okay, I guess we have different senses of humor. You're... <sighs> you know how like Requiem for a Dream Don't is talk. <laughs> Don't talk anymore. So do you want to do the one minute recap? Uh, do you want to recap it? Sure. There's a man and his son who it's like the apocalypse essentially. And they're trying to get from where they are, which is somewhere where it's very cold in the U.S., to the coast so that they can go south and hopefully they'll find food because there's like no food left um his wife killed herself earlier um before they left where they were and prompted them to leave where they were and it's essentially him on the road with his son trying to get south at the coast while avoiding mobs of people who have resorted to cannibalism to survive you still have 12 seconds fuck this movie you still have eight seconds fuck this movie in its face you still have five seconds there is a dog in it and it doesn't die <laughs> yeah that's pretty much the story mm-hmm. um it stars Viggo Mortensen and Cody Smith McPhee mm-hmm. who I never realized that Cody Smith McPhee is Australian Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. He's like uh, your generation's Lucas Haas. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's funny. And uh, Charlize Theron mm-hmm. plays woman. Well, uh, the yeah, mother. Yeah, the characters are just man, boy, and woman. Yeah, no one uh, has names. Robert Duvall is the old man. Mm-hmm. Michael K. Williams is the thief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really bleak. It's shot very, very well. It is. I tried to read the book... And then you wanted to die, so you stopped well, reading it. <laughs> the book is written very peculiarly, sort of like a poem almost, in that um, there's... Oh, like I how the Odyssey is written, yeah, sort I, of? Yeah, there, I, I don't remember there being punctuation in the book, and like... Oh. Uh, I, I almost want to say that, uh, you know, it's... Is like, it like how A Million Little Pieces was written? Do you remember that book? A, I didn't read A Million Little oh. Pieces. There's but, no punctuation. Yeah, it's just I, like sentences. Yeah, I don't think there's any capitals mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. It almost, it, I, I don't, the book was too much for me to read because I wanted to read it after seeing the movie for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I realized that it was just too bleak. And if my memory is correct, I, I gave the book to my mom afterwards. Like, yeah. Here, here, mom. Here, read this. <laughs> you don't ever get the blues. <laughs> read Jesus the saddest Christ. book ever written. Oh, my God. Um, it is so sad. It is absolutely awful because there are, um, at one point in the movie, they come upon a house. And as soon as they start walking towards it, I'm like, why? Why are they going into this house? Because the kid starts they are noticing, starving to death. Like they I know they're cricket. starving. I know they're like that's starving. That's their meal one day. They eat a cricket. I know that, but it's like go in this house or go to a different house. That was the only house. They weren't in like the suburbs. I didn't like it because yeah. the second they went inside, I'm like, well, this is a nightmare because there's just piles of shoes and like all these indications that it's a cannibal house the shoes are all of the people that they've taken i feel like anytime you come along a pile of shoes 
nothing good is Mm-mm. going to come no. next. And it didn't because they're like, it's a cannibal house. Like It's clearly a cannibal house. Yeah, like you're not going to find... Because they're not eating people. Like, they're not yeah. cannibalizing anyone. They've decided right. that that's not what they're going to do. So... If you're going into a cannibal house, you're not going to find food. You're going to find people meat and people who are waiting to die, which is what they do. Like, they're, he's walking through the kitchen and he realizes that there's like a lock on a yeah, door. I don't understand why they go. It, there's like a cellar beneath the kitchen and Vigo's like, oh, well, let's go down and explore this. It's like, dude, you just found a pile of shoes. You think Get you're going to find cotton candy in the basement? Like, why would you go down? Yeah. And because there's no electricity, he just has a lighter. Mm. So he's going through, going through, and and the kid is like, "Dad, I don't want to do this. We should go." And he's like, "No, let's just check. Let's just check it out." And they open a door, and it's just dozens of people, missing body parts, and just skinny and they're all naked because they're being held captive because they're about to be eaten Mm -hmm. it is so upsetting it's so it is so upsetting yeah but one of the houses that they do go to as they're walking away from it um Vigo Mortensen steps on a trap door like a there's a shelter there's a fallout shelter so he busts the lock open he goes down there and it's full of food and john goodman and then they have no (laughs) (laughs) no 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 um but like they go you know they have water and they have like um fuel so that they can have like a hot bath and they're able to like take water and heat it up and go into the house and take a bath for the first time in who knows how long so they like shampoo their hair and like brush their teeth and clean their fingernails and cut their hair and as they're getting undressed you can see like how thin they are like all their bones are protruding and one of the things that Vigo Mortensen kept doing which I think they had him do that so that he looked even thinner is that they had him really suck in his stomach yeah and he lost 30 pounds oh yeah he's already super thin um but he's got like they would have him suck in his stomach even more so he looked even more gaunt oh god i always thought that vigo was like from someplace exact well i shouldn't say exotic but someplace not the united states he's just from new york really <laughs> yeah and his name's vigo yeah well his family is you know like dutch or something like that but, oh yeah. yeah oh interesting but, yeah, yeah. No, i think for some reason i thought he was from australia yeah no all right I mean, good on him. I mean, everyone is really good in it. Like, he's clearly a father who, like, I mean, when Charlie's, because he keeps, they keep having flashbacks to when, you know, the apocalypse first started and because she's pregnant. Yeah. When it starts. So She didn't seem like she was that much of a treat to be married to before the apocalypse began. (laughs) She seemed fine. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't think there was anything to be concerned about. So it was just like her... They didn't really flash back a lot to that, to them before. Didn't really flash back to any memories of her, like, smiling or going, like, pull my finger. Yeah, huh? Yeah, there was, like, pictures of her, like, laying in the, or um, flashbacks of her laying in the grass and, like, being in the car. And I'm just saying that if this were our story and it Mm -hmm. was me and Benji, my dreams would be about 
you sitting in the chair that I'm sitting in right now going, hold on, I have to fart. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. Wow. Hurtful. Because <laughs> yeah. those are my favorite memories of you. <laughs> Is when I'm farting? That's so nice. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Yeah. The second her water breaks, she's completely done with living. I'm saying that you're a better wife than Charlize Theron. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. And you're getting all snippy with me? Yeah, I guess so. I love you. I love you. The first time I saw this was... Were you doing comedy on the road the first time you saw this? Yes, but I didn't see it on the road. Okay. I really fought the urge every time someone in the movie said the road to go like, hey, hey. But I did try to keep it light enough because I knew that you were over there crying your eyes out. Yeah. I couldn't talk to you for a little bit when the movie ended. The first time I saw this, I wasn't a dad. And, uh, mm-hmm. oh, it carries a lot more heft as yeah, a dad. Because when you're sitting there and you're watching a man try to protect his son, just everything that he's doing to try to get him somewhere safe and protect him and care for him and, like, prepare him, it's very emotional. Yeah. I was being, obviously, being very flippant about things. But this morning, because I had a couple truth casts to record, mm-hmm. I told you I was going to you know take benji out and let you kind of ease into the morning Mm -hmm. so i gave him a bottle and (laughs) immediately got into the car with him Mm -hmm. and he got car sick or something and threw up milk all over himself and it was just like curdled with stomach stuff so it it just came anytime you barf up milk yeah it was cheese curds yeah. It, like it looked it's... like he turned into the state of Wisconsin <laughs> and just threw up cheese curds. Now yeah. I don't think I can eat cheese curds anymore going like, oh, is that how they're made? Yeah. You just, <laughs> you just feed. feed a toddler some milk and, and then, then go for a car ride. And then just let him vomit. And then. Oh, man. Poor like, kid. We were on Heinz, Par- Heinz Drive mm-hmm. and I hit the stretch where there were like miles without a park where I was like there's a park like every 15 feet on most of this yeah, road but, yeah but where you were except for where I was so I'm just there with him covered in vomit and then Heinz <laughs> Drive ends up being closed off so I have to pull off Heinz Drive in yeah, a nature preserve mm-hmm. and called you and I was like please come rescue us bring him <laughs> new clothes Yeah, and I get him out of the car I'm just letting like the car air out and letting him air out and then I try to take his pukey clothes off of him did the shirt wrong where like I ended up trying to keep the puke away from him but messed it up royally and it got all over him Yeah, you gotta just pull yeah I tried that and it didn't work and then so you came and rescued us and we changed his clothes it was so traumatic that he still should go to the park so I'm walking to the park (laughs) and there's a little stream and I get to a dry part where there's no stream and uh step down to uh cross and uh it's all mud and i wipe out and i uh luckily pivoted so i would keep him mostly out of the mud there wasn't a lot of mud on his clothes yeah but you know (laughs) i still ended up like i'm on the ground in a mud puddle holding on to his leg pretty much <laughs> and i'm just laying there oh my god going man i'm no vigo martinson <laughs> like, like there's no 
<laughs> like the very the first band of ravagers they come across mm-hmm. is with Garrett Dillahunt. Yeah. And they're kind of sleeping in a car and then they realize that someone's coming. So then they take off into the woods. If that had been me and Benji, we would have wiped out and the cannibals would have found us flat <laughs> on my back <laughs> holding on to Benji's leg. Yeah. <laughs> covered in mud. Oh, honey. I I just kept thinking about that. I was like, if there's an apocalypse, I can't even get him to a slide (laughs) safely. And I'm going to have to save him from cannibals? No. Well, hopefully we'll be fine. Yeah. There won't be an apocalypse. Well, you can't Charlize Theron on out of the picture. That was rough to watch. Yeah. To watch her. And guess what? You don't deal with stress any better than that character did. No, no. Mm-mm. No, and he's like begging her. He's like, please don't do this. Like, let's just leave together. Or can you just stay one more night? Or can you at least say goodbye to him? And she's like, no. Like, she's just, like, she's already gone. Yeah. And she just takes off all of her coats. Yeah, because it's like freezing. Because it's outside. freezing. Yeah. She just takes off her coats and her sweaters and she just walks out into the woods in like sweatpants and a t shirt and lets herself freeze to death. Yeah. What did you think of the ending? Uh, It turns out uh, when they're in the shelter, they hear a dog barking. Mm -hmm. And earlier before that, the boy sees another boy. Yes. And the dad doesn't believe him. Mm -hmm. And he sees the lady, too. Yes. At the end, the dad dies. Yep. Dies on the beach because he, um, when they were, uh, they're in New Jersey, I think. He gets shot with an arrow. Yeah, he gets shot. Yeah. yeah, I think they're in New Jersey, like at the boardwalk or something. It looked like they were at the Jersey Shore. Oh, yeah, that's right, because the situation was there. <laughs> oh, my God. They get there, and as they're walking on, like, around the boardwalk, he gets shot with an arrow, and he's already, like, coughing up blood before that. So Yeah, yeah he's not doing well. Mm-mm. So they come across Guy Ritchie. And uh, I wanted to say Molly Shannon, but it isn't Molly Shannon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, Molly Parker mm-hmm. uh, and two kids. What's your feeling and their dog? And yeah. you find out that they were the family that they saw earlier or they were the people they saw earlier. Yeah. And when they were in the shelter, they heard their dog yes. earlier. Mm-hmm. What's your feeling? Is the kid safe with these new people? I do or? think that he's safe. Okay. God, I, f- I fucking hope so. Well, there's a little detail there that, are you sure? I don't know. Why? I believe they're safe, too, because if they were bad people, they would have just eaten the dog at the very least. Yeah. But, like, they yeah. still have, like, first of all, the fact that they even have two kids with them in the first place. And isn't there a throwaway line that the kids aren't necessarily related to each other? Yes. Yeah. So my interpretation of it is Guy Ritchie is a good person like Vigo Mortensen was, mm-hmm. but... The movie in itself is almost like an analogy for being an overprotective parent. Yeah. And dropping the ball because Vigo ends up not, not making really the being, right decision yeah. so many times. Yeah. Out of fear. Out of fear, yes. Yeah. And I think, yes, he ends up safer because they're willing to share their food with a dog to keep a dog alive. Yeah, exactly. That they are good people. Yeah. The book does end differently it ends with an image of a trout in the river and i guess people speculate that that means that food is coming back yeah that life is coming back yeah you know that the guy the dad yeah sacrifice for the kid to give him a new life yeah 
paid off. Paid off. Yeah. Well, yeah, because when they're walking along um, the boardwalk there, the kid picks up, like, I don't know, the top of, like, a tobacco can or whatever, and there's a beetle in it. Mm. And he's like, Dad, what is this? And he goes, oh, it's a beetle. And then it flies away. And they're like, and you're like, whoa, 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 you know. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, something has survived. Yeah. There's so many shots where it just looks like there's snow everywhere, but it's just ash. Yeah. Like, because everything is on fire or burning or dead. I think you can also look into there being a metaphor for you kind of need community, too. Because even though all the cannibals and everything are certainly monsters but they're all in groups and they seem to be doing a lot better than anyone people by themselves yeah like the one group has a truck that works the Mm -hmm. other group has shelter and yes they're eating people but you know they all seem to be surviving fairly comfortably Mm -hmm. where it's just the dad and the kid the old man isn't doing well by himself. Mm-mm. Michael K. Williams as the thief isn't doing well by himself. Mm-hmm. But then the other group of four people and the dog. It seems like it's almost doing like a okay. metaphor for, hey, you need people. You can't just yeah, be a loner and shut yourself off because that's not a way to live. It's not. There, there are things about the movie that are good. I don't want to say it's so complicated to like explain how I feel about this movie because like it is a good movie. Oh yeah, it's there, one of those great movies that you can never watch. I again. can't ever watch yeah. it again. It was too upsetting, mm. and it could just be because I'm a mom and I just can't handle it. Because mm. I was like the last thirty minutes, I was absolutely sobbing. I oh, couldn't. Yeah handle what was happening yeah i had to go into comedy mode just to keep from crying i know to start cracking jokes i know there's also a lesson too that when you do the right thing it's almost someone like, will end up doing right yeah, by it's you. almost like a it almost is a lesson in karma because yeah. it's like they're in the shelter they have all this food mm-hmm. the fallout shelter and the kid's like well we should share what we have yes and the guy's like no 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 we have to get out of here so instead of like sharing what they have and not having as much, they end up not having anything because they leave. Yeah. And when they share with the old man, things stay okay. And, you know, mm-hmm. they, and they have this like nice experience. Yeah. And... But then when they find Michael K. Williams and then they rob him, Vigo Mortensen ends up getting shot. Yes. And it's like if they had just let the other four people in Mm -hmm. things could have gone so much better yeah so it just kind of is a lesson that it pays to be kind and good yeah it isn't a uh, as simple as my name is earl where you do something good something good will happen to you but Mm -hmm. it is sort of like hey you put out good energy in the world and then there's more good energy in the world than bad energy yeah and if you put out bad energy in the world now there's more bad energy in the world Mm -hmm. you know it isn't necessarily you put out good energy so good energy comes back to you yeah because i mean you know the kid still had to sit there while his dad died yeah you know when he because he's approached he's on the beach you know his dad is dead and he kind of goes out towards the water because i think he's considering like what he's gonna do and the and guy richie like walks up to him and he points the gun at him and he's like stay away from me i'm not supposed to i'm not supposed to let anybody take my pistol for me blah 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 and he's like okay 
I'm not here to hurt you. I'm not here to take your pistol from you. And I think him lowering the pistol and letting his guard down, that's the instant kind of karma that he gets is like, yeah, he could have shot him or run away, but he didn't. He let this person in. Yes. Now he got to meet kids, which he don't, I don't think he ever has. Yeah. It's also a, a lesson in not repeating mistakes of yeah yeah here's kind of fun trivia the scene where they do find the Mm coca-cola it's coca-cola in the book but they weren't sure if they were going to be able to get clearance from coke Mm -hmm. so they shot it with different brands they just reshot that scene over and over again so i just imagine in the middle of this filming of this grueling movie they're like all right well today we're gonna be in this uh mall and uh, we're going to have Cody burp uh, a dozen times. Okay, now we're going to do this one with Pepsi. Okay. Uh, oh, my God. Let's do this one with Sprite. No, Sprite's owned by Coke. Okay, let's do... Uh, RC Cola. RC Cola. Okay, one with Fago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. You got to be careful. Coke has all that Coke money. And then the scene where um, the boy gets Garrett Dillahunt's brains all over him and... Vigo's washing his his hair in the river so the river was freezing and John Hillcoat the director was like okay we're only going to shoot it twice don't worry but they ended up having to shoot it a third time so Cody Smith McPhee crying in that is him actually crying actually crying because they're making him do it a third time oh poor kid you can see how cold it is outside you know like I don't think they had to CG any of that breath all the dialogue is pretty consistent to the book with the exception of Robert Duvall improvised the whole thing about his son oh and when Viggo Mortensen is like you know what happened to your son and he's like I don't want to talk about it not to you I'm like, oh, that's a good out. Like, it's so believable that it's, it could also be Robert Duvall being like, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Trying to say something sad for this downer of a movie. Yeah. Jesus Christ. A lot of really sad shit happens. And if you want to just get down in your feels and feel terrible and cry a lot, then watch The Road. Otherwise, you can skip it. And watch Road Trip. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, check out Tom Green and <laughs> just be weird and get and bitten by a snake. Brand, uh, what's that guy's Brecken name? Meyer. Brecken Meyer. And Amy Smart. Yeah. You can either watch The Road or Road Trip. I suggest Road Trip. You can't make me watch movies like this anymore because I was so mad at you. I know. My entire list is movies like this. It will be a while then before we get to Dancer in the Dark. <laughs> that, okay. That I promise you because Thank you. Uh, I really wanted you to see... A Michael K. Williams role. We could have really watched anything else. <laughs> and he's only in it for like five minutes. Well, everyone's only in it. Oh, you know what else he's in that's a very light watch? Uh, 12 Years a Slave. <sighs> I'm going to leave. Michael K. Williams doesn't make a lot of I realize movies. that he doesn't make a lot of light movies. You but You already he, they saw aren't... the Ghostbusters remake. And that and... Uh, community are really the only two light things that he's done for the most part still a little mad at you if y'all want to feel the worst you've ever felt (laughs) oh jesus watch the road 2009 must have been a rough year for michael k williams because he not only did this in 2009 Mm -hmm. but he also did life during wartime which is a todd salon's movie oh jesus which i have not seen 
because I'm still trying to shake off palindromes. It might have been. Was it palindromes that really? Uh, maybe it was storytelling. Oh God, they're all friggin' brutal. Yeah. I went and saw palindromes in the theater at the Main Art in Royal Oak with mm. my friend Randy. Is it Richard Real? He's in it. Oh really? Uh, he's got a small part. Um, he's there's like a militia group in the in the movie that are like anti-abortion and they're planning on like murdering a abortion doctor and so he's like i see him and i'm like oh it's because we watched office space ten thousand times and he's in that you know he's like the guy made a million dollars oh yeah he's dr dan Mm -hmm. yeah and um richard really really and yeah really (laughs) so he comes up in in palindromes and it's kind of a heavy scene and randy leans over to me and he goes the guy made a million dollars and then i blurt laughed uh, <laughs> and i was like you gotta shut up man <laughs> just because it's a movie that we mentioned and it's a similar situation when i saw 12 years a slave it was with dave landau oh no and there is a particularly brutal scene in this and we saw it on the road doing comedy mm-hmm. we were at uh crackers in uh indianapolis i know because i remember you asked me you're like is it okay if we see this i'm like yeah i don't yeah. want to watch so that during this really horrific brutal scene dave leaves leans over to me and says well, i don't know about you but i'm ready to go be funny <laughs> i blurt laughed during this horrific of course beating. you did of course you did yeah just dave's dry delivery of yeah Ugh. that sounds about right yeah Thanks, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, The Road, thank you for watching it with me. I'm sorry that it upset you as much as it did. Oh, yeah, I slept like shit last night, by the way. Oh, I had, a, I had nightmares, too. I had nightmares all night, and then when I woke up, my eyes were all puffy from crying. Here is the weird thing, though. My nightmares... <laughs> there's a band called Pottery. They do a song called Texas Drums, part one and two. Okay. And... Uh, the video one of the guys in the band just kind of reminds me of this derp face that you make sometimes Uh oh yeah so i had a nightmare that combined both pottery and the road i don't understand no one wants to listen to dreams what people's dreams are you can cut this part out yeah i just had bad dreams i haven't finished this bit but i need to like no sentence worth hearing ever starts with either I need to tell you about the dream I had, or <laughs> not to be racist, but but oh god, with the exception of not to be racist, but Martin Luther King. <laughs> <laughs> I had a dream speech. <laughs> I had a dream speech. Yeah. I love you. I love you too. I'm sorry. I know. But thank you for watching this with me. You're I do welcome. appreciate it because I did want to watch it now that I'm a dad, and I did not want to watch it alone. No, nor should you have and if there's uh an apocalyptic event please don't take off your sweater and walk out into the cold i won't i can't leave you what's one of those movies that you recognize as an excellent movie but you could never ever watch again yeah in a million years i have a few of them and this is the road is one of them like i can never watch antichrist ever again yeah but you still watch Melancholia for fun. I like Melancholia. Well, please let us know in the Facebook group. 
And uh, yeah. Bye. Bye bye.